I'm on a mission. A mission to speak with the most inspiring people from all over the world. I want to know their stories. I want to know what stories they used to tell. And are those the same stories that they're telling today? Or did they redefine that story to overcome limiting beliefs and achieve their dreams? I want to help them share their stories. Why? Because I know the power of the story. I know that it can make or break you. It can give you the world or it can tear it apart. There's always two sides going down in your head and you get to choose. Will I listen to the one that's trying to stop me or the one that keeps pushing? These are their stories. And this is the stories we tell. What's up, guys? It's your host, Jamie Messina. And today I have an awesome, awesome guest for you. Her name is Jamie Garzo. The cool part about this episode is, number one, she's a client of mine. Number two, it's the first time we went live with the podcast. So you'll hear us interacting on TikTok as well, uh, like while we're going through the podcast, which is pretty cool. So before we get into that, before I tell you a little bit about Jamie, um, make sure to hit subscribe first and uh, check the show notes and descriptions. Okay, so if you are somebody who's ready to change the story that you're playing in your mind from disempowering to empowering, I have a free workbook to help you get started. I put the link in the description. So go there, click the little link, get the workbook. Let's get started. Take the first steps to shifting that story that you are playing in your head. Like I said, also hit subscribe if you haven't already. And if you find value in any of the episodes that we share here, please go ahead and leave us a review, preferably five stars. That helps me to uh, achieve my goal of reaching a million people. And okay, so now that that is out of the way, Jamie Garzo, um, author, uh, pioneer in the cannabis industry. Her book is releasing on 419 but the debut is 420 um and here's the deal we don't really talk much about the book in this episode because since she released this memoir which will be out on 420 she's had a a major life change she's a late in life lesbian talks about that and how it all comes together um with you know the success that she's had and and how now stepping into this new part of her life i guess and and what that means for her so I hope you enjoy the episode. I hope you find value in it. And let's hear from Jamie Garzo. All right. I have live here with me, Jamie Garzo. And this is our first actual live podcast. Like we are also on TikTok. So welcome to the first live podcast. And, and the AC just went off. I'm sweating now. I'm probably like all sweating all over you. No, we're good. Okay. I don't even know what to say to that right now. <laughs> it's welcome. just hot as fuck compared to where I am used to. Can I see? Yeah, don't worry. We, we swear on here. It's okay. Fine. Um, Although we don't want to be kicked off uh, TikTok. Okay, I will um, so clean it up. Welcome. Is this your first podcast? It is my first podcast, yeah. Yeah, so thank you for having me on. I'm very excited. Yeah, I'm excited to have you. All right, so we'll get a little bit into it. The reason why I invited you on, which direction do we want to go? So first of all, I'll give, oh, you, a little, I'll give you a little feel, like a little, Jamie has a book coming out on 420, pioneer in the cannabis industry, but it's the book is like a memoir, which is awesome, but um, also... We'll see where this conversation goes with that. <laughs> yeah, there's there's a lot of there's a lot of ground we can cover. There's a lot of directions we can go with this. So, um, you know, and like maybe people have questions. I don't know. Like there's, yeah. You know. Well, we got to keep in mind that people will be listening, so they okay. won't. So if those questions come up, we will definitely address them. But um, let me ask you this. So, and we can take this in any direction. Yeah, any direction. All you right. Want. So when when 
Jamie's a client of mine. When she came to me, we were talking about her book release that's coming up. And one of, and we can share this online. Yeah, absolutely. And one of the challenges that you were facing was that your book is about to come out and it's a memoir of your life, but your life over the past couple months has had a dramatic shift. A little bit. Okay. Do you want to share a little bit about that? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Do you want me to like go into whatever you feel like you feel connected in sharing? Okay. Yeah. So I'll just kind of start um, with a little bit of background on me since I don't think um, there are that many people out there that actually know who I am. Um, but you know, so I started in California's cannabis industry back in 2009 when it was still totally unregulated and it was the wild west. It was a complete poop show. Um, see, look, I I was, I cleaned it up. Um, (laughs) and you know, I had a, I had a fantastic opportunity to follow my dream and that was in 2009. And then, you know, God, I never would have expected all of the ups and downs that were to follow, um, including full state regulation, full legalization, and then, you know, building out another store, and then ultimately in 2020, getting acquired by um, the legendary media icon High Times Holdings, who is now actually transferring or transitioning from being in the media industry to actually plant touching in California and other states. And so, I executed my exit strategy in 2020, and with some time on my hands, I decided to write a book about it because why not? And so I did that in 21, and then the book is being, the actual published date is, is 419. I feel like I need to stick to facts. Um, but my launch, my official launch is 420, because, you know, it, it's, you, 420. it's 420. <laughs> um, and so, you know, at the end of last year, I moved from California to North Carolina, um, never expecting what was to come, but apparently I needed to leave the most liberal state in the country to move to the South to come out as gay. Um, And that just happened like in December. So as I'm looking forward to my next journey, um, (laughs) there's a lot there. And, you know, certainly the book and and its publicity is going to be part of that journey. But now, you know, know, at 49 years old, I never saw this coming. Um, And I've been self-diagnosing as bisexual for three decades. Um, And so this is, you know, it's not unfamiliar territory, you know, entering the LGBT space, but um, certainly didn't expect the life shift that I'm now faced with. And um, it just feels great to be myself. And and I'm going into this without fear and um, a little bit nervous, I would say, but but no fear. And and I'm excited. So that's a little bit about me. And I don't know what direction you want to go from there, but I'm clearly happy to talk about anything. Yeah. Well, I mean, let's talk about, since we are doing this also live on TikTok, you know, this kind of phenomena that is the late in life lesbian that discovered this themselves on TikTok. Like, how much truth is there to that? Um, you know, I think there there is there is some truth to it. I will say that for me, um, in December, I really started to question, you know, and, and I and I was I'm coming off of a you know six and a half year relationship with an amazing man who is still today my best friend which I'm fortunate to have had that, you know, as part of my, my coming out experience. Not everyone is, but, you know, he and I had been, you know, somewhat rocky for a while. And, you know, in December, just make, making that commitment to myself and the relationship to just really figure out what the hell was going on. Um, and I spent a lot of time self-reflecting, a lot of time journaling, and kind of looked at the paper and went, oh my God, 
why, why has it taken me this long to see it? Because when you put it all together, you know, you have all these things that are happening in silos throughout your life. And as a, as an isolated incident, none of them add up to me being gay. But when you look at them all, it's like, oh God, <laughs> there it is. Okay. That's kind of what's been going on. I mean, and not, and not to, I guess, simplify a six and a half year re relationship down to like, you know, one simple thing. It's not, it's not that easy, but um, I will tell you that when, <laughs> when I had that light bulb come on, I just felt this most overwhelming sense of relief and empowerment and, and just mm -hmm. a lot of yeah. lightness of being. That's the best way I can describe it. Um, that also confirmed for me that this is, yeah. Yeah. So l let's go into that more because I've seen a lot of TikToks where, you know, it's back and forth between oh, well, if you were with a guy for that long or you lived 49 years mm -hmm. straight, all of a sudden you're gay, like that's not, like it's fluid and this, that. So what makes you think that, or what makes you know, I don't want to say think because I didn't want sure. you to think that I was No, 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 I, that, no, I know. Um, that, uh, <laughs> that you are, you know? Um, so the more, that, the more I've looked into myself and into how this can be possible, the more I've learned about something called compulsory heterosexuality. And I realized that was a factor. Um, there's also some... Can some, you explain what that is? It's the societal norm that everybody comes out of the womb, um, predisposed to a heterosexual lifestyle, mm -hmm. regardless. And that's reinforced with things, you know, and especially being born in the area era that I was, um, it's reinforced by things like Disney, um, all of those 80s sitcoms where there was not a single gay person. Yes. Um, you know, Ken and Barbie and, mm -hmm. and, and pretty much most romantic comedies. And so it was never, it was never even a question that was posed in my household. Like it was always, when are you going to have a boyfriend? When are you going to marry that boyfriend? And again, tying into that, there were some things that happened to me in my early childhood trauma around my mom's death that I can see now that that was, that was a suppression point for my sexuality and how I, how I viewed femininity as a whole, not just mine, but other women's. And it's been, it's just, it's been a fascinating journey for me. Um, you know, and then the other piece of it that I just did a TikTok on uh, this past week is, and one of the things that I've questioned, it's kind of a mind, I won't say that word, um, is, <laughs> is if I can enjoy sex with a man, and I have throughout the course of my life and in my relationships, you know, not every time, not all the time, but I, I have been able to, to enjoy that to a certain extent, and never at an emotional level, then then how could I possibly be gay? I mean, like it, those two things, I did not think we're supposed to go together. And so what I've realized is, um, you know, the mechanics of our body sometimes trick us. And so there and there's a lot to, to kind of peel back there. So I, I feel like I've said a lot of words and and uh, that's okay. Um, it, it reminds me of you know. If, if I talk to someone else and, you know, I'm talking to somebody and, and we're asked, I'm like, I wonder if, if so-and-so, like, might be gay or something. Make, maybe you're getting vibes from them or they're touching. And the other one's like, nah, she loves the D. You know, like, and it's like, oh, all right. <laughs> you know? So my sister, so my sister is, you know, one of my closest friends. And she was, she was the first person that I came out to. Um, only because, and it wasn't my partner, only because I could, tell my sister on FaceTime and I couldn't, he, I, we were separated for like a month and so I couldn't tell him I had to hold this inside and it was really, really difficult. Um, but that was something she said, she's like, Jamie, you like the penis. And I went, hmm, she's got a point there. And so that was kind of what triggered this reflection that, you know, I, I, 
kind of came out on the other side going, no, 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 no. It's the sensation. It's not the actual mm. eggplant. <laughs> I don't know how. I was just getting an emoji visualization of an eggplant. All right. So can we, can we go back for a second yeah. though? You shared that, um, around your mom's death, mm-hmm. you really kind of, that kind of hammered in this yeah. vision. What, what about that? Yeah, so, um, and this is kind of my first time putting a lot of this in, into words, so if I stumble on articulation, just bear with me. Um, so my, my mom took her life when I was eight years old, and that was kind of the, the fallout of my dad's infidelity. And so I didn't realize, obviously when you're eight, he didn't, he didn't tell me the conditions under which she died when I was eight, because you just don't do that. Um, but in in later years he did and he and then in even later years he told us you know why and not that and you know i I can't place all the blame on him that's not fair either because she made her own decision but that was that was the scenario and so you know in my i would say maybe preteen teen you think about this stuff and 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 spend a lot of time in therapy too Mm -hmm. um and so one of the things that i've learned is that um when you lose a parent, especially under traumatic circumstances, you will oftentimes transfer um, everything to the other parent and align yourself more with what is left in your life. And so I would align more with the masculinity and kind of get like, just totally shun anything, anything feminine. Because in my mind, it's like, this is what women do. Women are weak, women are unpowerful. She let somebody, let a man rule her. And that was my thinking for a very long time. And to this day, I don't have a lot of female friends for that reason. That's, that, started, <laughs> that started changing probably a few years ago. And I've had friends, but just I, I've never really felt like I had a lot in common with women. And maybe it's just straight women. Although I, some of my closest friends are, are gay women. Of course they are. Um, but, you know, you just start thinking about things differently and, and not feeling like I have, you know, I didn't want to have children. I don't have kids. And, um, you know just having that disconnect and always feeling that disconnect with not just women around me, but also my own femininity. And so kind of focusing through therapy on how to get back in touch with that is what I've, I've done like probably for the past two years. And it's put me in this place. And, and maybe that was one of the, the things that led to, you know, this awakening thing. Mm. I, I don't know, but here I am. And so Sorry, my brain's going on. Yeah, there's a lot. Jamie and I both have ADD, so we're like, um, I had never heard, when I read in your book about your mom's death, I, you, the, the other information that you just mm-hmm. shared is, is new. That, um, that was intentionally left out. Yeah. But I'm happy to share it now. Well, okay. Yeah. So, uh, so I have some questions around Yeah, that. go ahead. Um, was that who the person your dad married after? <laughs> to this day, I still don't know. Hmm. Um, I think that is the obvious assumption um and it was something that i've believed and certainly my brother believed for many many years um and the the relationship between my stepmom and i was incredibly hostile for a very long time um do you think that was your you made it hostile or she did i think it was just a just very different personality types and she's like nothing like my mom and so as a little kid you kind of want like this you know something similar and I, I think it was just a stressful situation I mean you know I say this in my book it's like you know six people because I had a stepbrother and stepsister that that suddenly you know joined the equation it's like it's not like the tv show it's nothing like it it's mm. an absolute cluster and um 
so you know I, I, it's hard to say but and that was something that came up when I was a kid it's like is this the woman and and both her and my dad denied it and I can see why they would deny it maybe I've you know been thinking poorly of her for no reason and, and him I, I just don't know but he did get married really quickly after mm. you know like dating within six months and married after a year so I mean do the math it's it's a probability I think mm. I, you know yeah I was just curious because I know that you had um your relationship with your stepmom was mm -hmm. challenged, so I yeah. was wondering if maybe that had something to do with it. Yes, um, and that's all in the book. Too. I, I must say, Pretty Vixen makes a valid point. She says, um, I can't read Hold it. on, I'll read it to you. Okay. I just have to say, if lesbians didn't like eggplants, they wouldn't use ones with batteries. And then said, <laughs> um, it's the. It's the feeling, not the connection to the eggplant. <laughs> yes. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. And that was. Um, go into this you can okay whatever um, you want but so <laughs> I don't even know what you're gonna say and I said you can okay but this was but this was part of my coming to terms with how it's possible that I could be with with a with men you know for for so long and and what I realized is you know I can enjoy my vibrator that doesn't mean that I'm attracted to it that I have an emotional connection with it and that I want to snuggle it afterwards and so it's like, wait a second, I don't have to, like, that doesn't have to go with a person. Like, I don't have to have that to have that. And this is a really, like, very analytical perspective on, on um, a romantic relationship with a male or sexual relationship with a male. But, but this was part of it. It's like, I, you know, just because I can do this doesn't mean that it's, it translates into, into heterosexuality. Um, mm -hmm. And that was kind of groundbreaking for me to realize that it's really about the sensation. It's not about what provides the sensation, if that makes sense. A hundred percent. And this is really interesting to talk about. Um, I think it's just, you know, something that people are thinking more about. And now with, you know, gender and uh, the spectrum of it all coming to light more and more each day, like these things are able to now be brought into our thought process to even be like, oh yeah, huh. mm -hmm. well then. Well, you know, I think TikTok is great because it, it provides this very safe, um, anonymous forum for, for women, particularly, maybe maybe men too. I don't know what's happening on um, <laughs> on the other side, but but possibly that it provides this, this format, this forum for people to really start to question in a safe space um, in ways that they haven't been able to do before. And I think that's a good thing. Um, and, and, maybe, and maybe the phenomena is kind of focused around women my age, because if you look at the impacts that compulsory heterosexuality had from you know people in in my generation you know even before and even a little bit after that that's a real thing and and mm. getting some distance between you know like if you're 49 a lot of 49 year olds have kids but they're grown and so that also provides safe cover and safe space to like think okay well the kids are grown and this is maybe who i am and, and now i have the safe cover the safe space to explore something the way that maybe they wouldn't have felt able to do when, when the kids are still in school and you're doing all the mom stuff. Like, I, I can see all of this. It makes sense to me. Yeah. I mean, and not being a mom, I'm just kind of... It's crazy, too, because, um, yes. I mean, even... Okay, so you're 49. Mm -hmm. I'm 39. And even I can see the difference between somebody who's 29 or 19 in how we were raised, what was on TV, what was acceptable, what wasn't. Like, even looking back when I came out when I was 19, like, it was a very different time. And... By the way, now I've now been gay longer than I've been straight, like and out. Um, so yeah, I get that a hundred percent. You know, like and and part of that is um, having 
I can only speak for me personally, but some type of internal homophobia by based on what we learned was acceptable and um, in society by what the media that we saw and what was fed to us at that age. You know, I think it's much, much I don't want to say easier because I think we're everyone is still challenged with their sexuality and, and you know everyone's experience is different. But I will say, 20 years ago, 20 plus years ago, uh, wouldn't be on TikTok screaming, you know, whatever, making lesbian videos, you know. So we yeah. have had some progress, and that's amazing. It's it's very comforting for me. I think there's challenges, you know, no matter what age you come out. Um, you know, I will say that for for myself. I didn't expect to be reinventing my life in this way, um, but at my age, there's also definitely more confidence in myself, in, in, in my own abilities, in my point in life that I did not have when I was younger. And, and, and not to say that I, I, I realized this young when I was younger and, and just kind of pushed it aside. Um, you know, I did acknowledge when I was 20 that I was attracted to women, but um, no, I just, I think for me, it's, it's, and this, I'm going to kind of segue this into something else. I think that, you know, the, the late in life lesbian or the late bloomer, um, I've started to take issue with the word late because it implies that I should have arrived sooner. And, um, and I, and I don't believe that I, I, I've had a freaking amazing life that I would not trade. I wouldn't trade any parts of it. Even the bad parts that are in the book, I, I would still stick with that because because of what I learned from them. And so if I'd arrived sooner, I wouldn't have had all of the things happen and I wouldn't have learned all the things and, and, and it would be very different. And so um, I'm, I'm choosing later, later in life. I'm a later bloomer and it's a nuanced distinction, I guess, and I'm splitting hairs, but, but I think it's also important to make that, hey, you know, that if, I'm if not you late. you are on your heart to feel it, I'm, sure that, do it. Yeah. <laughs> You're, it's all unfolding perfectly. You're yeah. right. You're right on time and your For me. time. Yeah, because we all have our different timeline of, you know, it goes back to comparing yourself. You know, when we talk about in the group mm-hmm. coaching is like looking and seeing where other people are further along in their um, business or something like that. I mean, come on. I came out the womb, wholly gay. And yeah, I may have seen the, the things on TV that are what is acceptable, but I have a sibling that was gay, a grandparent that was gay. I had, you know, I, I grew up a little bit later, so like, of course, we're gonna have different timelines. Mm-hmm. It's the podcast is called "The Stories We Tell" with Jamie Messina, and now special guest Jamie Garzo. Um, so where do we want to go from here? Uh, do you want to talk a little bit about your book coming up? Sure. So I'll just I'll just kind of give it um, a plug. It's available for pre-order on Amazon right now. Uh, the title is Unconventional: A Memoir of Entrepreneurism, Politics, and Pot. And I will say this: it's um, it's a kind of a, a, a mashup of a couple different genres. It's definitely a memoir, but it's also you know there's going to be some business you know strategy tips in there. You're going to learn a crap ton about the cannabis industry, even though that's not really what it's about. It's not a how-to book on um, on how to how to run a cannabis business. I, you know, I guess you could get some nuggets from it, but that's really not mm-hmm. what it's about. It's it's my it's my the story of my journey and my evolution as an entrepreneur, as a cannabis operator, and as a person, kind of in parallel with California's the, the evolution of California's cannabis industry and you know the stuff that I didn't see coming. And but really, you know, at the at the end, it's a story about never giving up on yourself never giving up on your vision and believing in those two things until the bitter end. 
And that's what I attribute to my success. Uh, and, and, you know, a couple other things for sure, but, but that's, that's at the core. Like, yeah. you've got to believe in you and, and you need to see it through. A hundred percent. I mean, that's really what this podcast is all about is the stories we tell ourselves. And if you're telling yourself like, man, I don't know if I can do this. Like, who do I think I am? But you're, you wouldn't have sold your stores to high times and have just written a book and doing the damn thing. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, and it's not to say that, you know, you go into any endeavor without fear, without reservation, but it's, it's, it's about the focus and, and how much of your energy and attention do you give the negative? And I, I was unwilling to give it any. I mean, you have to give it some attention, and that's different um, because there were ups and downs and some really significant downs. But you know, I, one of the things I, I say is like, look, this is one of the realizations that I came to was, you know, I, have, I only have so many hours of daylight and I can choose to spend that focused on bettering myself, furthering my businesses, making sure my operations are, are on lock, um, and always improving, doing things better, or I can give all these energy vampires, you know, whatever over here, my energy. And I wasn't mm-hmm. willing to make that trade off because fuck them. Sorry. It's um, okay. Okay. We're, um, we dropped the F bombs. Okay. Here I just um, don't want to get canceled on uh, TikTok. I know because you just got back. <laughs> um, but I wasn't, you know, so screw them. I wasn't willing to, to spend my precious energy, my precious daylight on people that just. Uh, whatever I, I think you get the energy point. vampires yeah energy vampires yeah and so that was something that I like a, a theme that I applied and a strategy that I implied applied consistently no matter what the challenge was and there were a lot a bunch of different challenges it's like okay what do I want more what do I want more do I want success do I want to be a better human do I want to focus on on my business literally focus on my own business or do I want to focus on the chatter you know the trolls do, like what is it because it's a choice and I always chose myself. Yeah. I mean, and you have to, because at the end of the day, any chatter, any trolls, anyone that has any opinion about anything having to do with you, it's everything having to do with them. It really, at the end of the day, has nothing to do with you. So do you really want to listen and let somebody's opinion of you, which truly actually has to do with them, it's a protection of themselves, yeah. um, onto you? Do you really want to have that stop you or skew you from doing what you want to do? Never. Yeah. It's too short. I mean, like I could go tomorrow and I don't want to have mm. think like, God, what, what did I give all, all of my energy and all my emotions away down this? I want to give it to like, you know, people that are interesting and supportive and, you know, caring and all, and like all of those things. That's, that's, who's going to get my time and energy. hundred percent. All right. So there's a question. Well, not even a question, but I do want to ask your yeah. opinion on this. So it says, I don't believe in myself right now, but I'm working on it. I want it back in my life. So what would you, what kind of like, words of encouragement or what can you say to somebody who's working on that belief within themselves at the moment? Yeah. Um, I think it, it and, and, and I'm going to say this and please know it is heartfelt. It's really easy. You know, these are words that are, we hear often, but you know, just know that you are worthy. You are absolutely worthy and you're competent and you're able and you can do it. And it's, it can be, it can be hard to see that. Um, and you have to know it. You have to believe it here. You know, this kind of gets in our way. This is this is sometimes it's our... the real estate <laughs> between your ears. This is sometimes our worst enemy. You need to feel it here, here. And, 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 and know it. Know it without question. That you are worthy. That you are deserving. And that you can do it. That you have all of the ability that you need. Um, and, then, and then I'm going to, you know, sh- say something that I know Jamie talks a lot about. And that's gratitude. 
because the thing with gratitude is you can, it's easy to think, well, I don't have anything to feel grateful for. My life sucks. And it's like, no, you do. You know, I have, I have the lungs that I, that I, that help me breathe. I have my legs that, you know, are sore today from the workout. Well, and, and, still... and Shay just came and jumped on. <laughs> Shay, but... she worked out legs with me yesterday and she called me, I can't even come over. I can't get off the beach. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't turn No, up. I was laying and I, on my stomach and my quads were sore from laying on the sand. Yeah, it was brutal. And don't you feel grateful for that, for that workout, <laughs> I that sure workout do. that we got to do? I felt totally justified laying on the, yeah. <laughs> The beach, the, all of yesterday. Um, oh God, I got sidetracked. Oh, sorry. Uh, no, it's okay. But, um, but oh, gratitude. So I think you know. So I have you know strong legs that can help me walk down the beach, and and I have a clear mind, and I can you know I have I have love in my life. I have good friends, um, and so if you I, you know I, I live in a building with electricity. A lot of people don't have that. So if you start with something simple like gratitude, what the things that you do have, even though it might not be what you want and where you want to be, look at what you do have. And I'm going to challenge you to get out that pen and paper or your phone or whatever and write some stuff down because there's a lot there. And what will happen is when you start to shift that mindset, you start to think about the things that you are grateful for and that you do have, you'll feel better. And when you feel better, you can start to believe in you. So it is somewhat of a, a process. My favorite. Ah! Well, you just you just sparked my my favorite saying. Oh, I did. As I think, so I feel. Yes. As I feel, so I do. As mm-hmm. I do, so I have. Yes, that's brilliant. I'm stealing it. Well, it's actually um, Joseph McClendon from the Neuro Encoding. I'm stealing it from Joseph McClendon. <laughs> um, but that's what I would say if you're if you're doubting yourself. Um, you know, first of all, don't. But I I do know how it, easy it is to do because I I don't know that, you know, when I started the stores I was. When was that? It was 2009, so I would have been 37. Is that right? I don't even know what you Anyway, whatever. Um, but, you know, going back a couple years, a couple, even 10 years, I don't know that I would have had the same belief in myself. And so it is a process. And I just, you know, I had, I had, a, um, I had a pretty good mentor at one point in my life and who started me kind of on the path of changing how you think about things and changing your perspective so that you can change what you bring into your life and, and mm. you know, just live a better life. And it was, mm. this is also in my book, and I remember driving in the car with her and I was in the back seat and, um, I don't know, I was griping about something in my life. I think it was, I think it was my dad and stepmom. And, um, and she said, Jamie, why do you keep going to the desert for a drink of water? <laughs> and I let that sink in. I'm like, oh, okay, I get it. And I think, again, that, that comes down to where we spend our energy. And, and if I'm spending it focusing on something negative, if I'm, if I'm going to the desert for my drink of water, what is that doing to me? And so stepping back and getting that perspective and, and shifting your focus. Mm-hmm. And so what I learned from that, with, at least re- with regard to my family, is that you know, I was expecting them to be people that they really are not capable of being. And that's an unfair expectation of me. Because I can't change them, nor nor should I, nor would I want to. But what I can change is is myself, and I can change how I how I view them, and I can change how much of my energy I give them. And it's it doesn't happen easy um, or overnight. It's work. It's it's progress. Or it's a process. But you can do it. And once you do that, once you shift, learn the ability to shift your perspective and, and view your world differently, it's really really freaking empowering. And it, that was anyway. That was a pivotal point for me. Yes. That car ride. It actually ties into a question that was mm-hmm. asked before that, which is, 
How would you say you found your way? Who, what helped you? So was that mentor help a big help for you? Um, it was a mentor that I had in my early, my mid twenties, um, who I'm no longer in touch with, unfortunately, but she's in my book. I mean, I don't name her, but she's in my book because she, that, you know, did have a profound, profound effect, effect on me. Um, as far as finding my way, I think, I don't know. I, I don't know that I'm qualified to answer that question because I just found my way at 49 years old figuring out that I'm gay. So I don't know that I should be mentoring anybody. And do we that. ever <laughs> find our way or are we just finding the next step? I think we're doing, first of all, I think we're all doing the best that we can. Um, and at least that's, that's my outlook for other people is that, you know, somebody cuts me off in traffic. It's like, you know what, maybe they're late for something. Maybe, I literally maybe they just got a hospital call. wrote that for our call tomorrow. Oh, no way. <laughs> um, so I think that, you know, we're all doing the best we can. And for me, that means always being the best human that I can be. Um, and I don't know that I'm ever going to totally achieve that goal because there's, there's always more to learn. There's, there's more to life. There's, there's people that you meet that, that come into your life totally unexpectedly that are going to show you new experiences you never thought you would have. Um, and so I, I guess I don't feel like this is the answer that you want, but I feel like we're all on our way right now. Every single day we're on our way. That's the point of life is not maybe finding our way. And that's possibly the word we need to strike from our mm. vocabulary in that regard is we're all just making our way. Yes. We're not finding our way. Because um, that, again, that implies that you should be someplace else. Not where you are, but you should be finding. Like, I think we're all just making our way. And, and that, I think, also gives us freedom to shift as, as things change in our life. I mean, I was on the heterosexual path and now I'm over here. Um, so just, you know, making our way as best as we can. And I think if you, if you stay true to being the best version of yourself, being the best human that you can be, um, then I think it's really hard to go wrong. Yeah. Yeah. And, and understanding that each day is growth in the right direction. Like you're not going to be there overnight really. So this ties into what, um, this other person said, sorry, I, I would say your name, but it, they're going to be confused on the thing. Um, it said, I wish I didn't have to do it on my own. I'm surrounded with love, but feel so alone. So first of all, I'm going to go back to that. But second of all, you said, I can do it. I just hate wondering when it's been six long months, right? Six long months, but you've made progress in those mm -hmm. six months, haven't you? Have you looked back instead of comparing why aren't I there yet? Or why is this one further ahead? Have you looked back and compared to where you were six months ago? Have you made steps forward? Yeah, that's that's a really good way to um, to reflect and, and a good way to look at it. And, you know, maybe write it down. Look at, not focus on where you want to be so much, but where you've come. Like, what have you, what challenges have you overcome? What obstacles? What's different in your life in a good way that's closer to where you want to be? I mean, it is really easy to get sucked up in the in the negative and not, in the, in the, you know, not being quite there yet. But... Um, never human lose too. Yeah, and never lose sight of, of how much you've done and how much you've accomplished because I bet there's a lot. Yeah, and I bet you come a long way from six months. Never compare yourself to any other person or situation, just who you were yesterday, six months ago, a year ago. And when it comes to feeling alone or being alone, um, I will say this. I, I feel that. Like moving to a new city all alone um, was you know, challenging and also awesome because I was leaning in. I was at a point in my life where I'm like, okay, I can lean into this being alone and that's mm -hmm. okay because I find that when you fall in love with yourself, that feeling of alone will disappear mm -hmm. because it's not, you don't need anyone outside of yourself ever. 
you come into the world alone, you're going to leave alone. The other people around you are just icing on the cake and add value in some way, shape, or form, and, and that's great. So if somebody, if you're feeling alone and you're fi- like, I don't want to say fixated on that, but that's what's on your mind, I would maybe suggest like making a list. Yes, I've come so far. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I want to hear. Make a list of everything that you want in your life, maybe in another person, in a relationship, write it all down and then be that for yourself and practice that and focus on that. And while you're focusing on that, the rest will fall into place. You know? Absolutely. Um, all right. How long have we been going? I think we have time. We still have time to chat. Well, I was just going to say, you know, you, you talked about moving to a new city and I just moved, um, you know, from California to the South and where I don't, I don't know anybody. I mean, the closest person I know is like an hour and a half. And I think that forced, somewhat forced isolation was a really good thing. I, you know, a lot of distractions were removed and I think that's kind of what you're getting at is just forcing, forcing me to look inward. Um, and I'm talking about my own, you know, coming out story, but I think this applies for anything. If you are wanting your life different, if you're going through a challenging time, it's so easy. The distractions around us are never ending, but that, that isolation that I experienced by moving to a new city where I didn't know a soul, um, and what, you know, Jamie was just talking about moving to, to her city and not knowing anybody. There's, there's a, there's a, something to be said for that because it is the forced isolation that it brings and that brings also a time for reflection. So if, you, if you're not ready to go move to a new city, um, I get it, but you know, maybe take a time to go sit in a quiet room if you have a house full of um, loud people or you know, go sit at the coffee shop and put in your earbuds, whatever it is, but, but give yourself that, that space in that room. So uh, this just was on my heart to share and I, I think it's important to understand that we all go through things, right? We all go through shit, and listen, even if you're not going through something right now, you're going to come across something. I promise you that. I would wish I didn't have to, but there's gonna be some some ups and some downs, okay? And we all go through stuff, and, and the important part is to grow through it and not get stuck in that negative cycle of just, I don't know, how, do you, how would you describe? Just feeling bad or placing blame, like, I get it, shitty things happen. There are just shitty people out there that mm-hmm. are going to do some shitty things to you. Mm-hmm. And and you have the option to, even after all, all is said and done, to continue to let it affect you or to be your own hero. I was talking about this earlier, mm-hmm. like becoming your own hero, how in the past I used to wait around and wait for somebody to save me. You know, I wanted the perfect woman to come in and, and make me whole or save me. Mm-hmm. Y'all, we're here to save ourselves. Mm-hmm. And the other people that come into this are just icing on the cake to help, like, to enjoy life with. Mm-hmm. But you are your own hero, you know? Yeah. And there was a, a, a TikTok thing that I saw. It was like, you know, I already like myself. Your like is extra. Mm-hmm. And taking that little simple phrase, that little, you know, video, whatever it, it was, and really thinking about that, that makes a lot of sense. That's a really good starting point. You know, like you, whoever you are, you're an amazing human being with a lot of wonderful qualities, and you bring a lot to the world. It's hard to see sometimes, and not everybody always has a positive outlook on their on, on, on themselves. I get it, but you know that's why going back to that gratitude list is really really important because it does kind of make you focus on what you do have. Yeah, and at the end of the day, your brain—if you want to come from a brain place—cannot focus on um, gratitude at the same time as being in a negative headspace. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
I was going to share a, a, one of the stories from my book, and it was um, the time when I was getting sued because <laughs> I got the companies got sued. There were three women that um, had left the company for um, well, they, I, I don't know that they were well to protect my own, you know, <laughs> CYA. I'll just leave it at that. But um, but the company was sued, and a bunch of the things that they said were were false. And man, that ate me alive. I think if they were if if they'd been truthful about their claims, I would have at least been able to think, okay, well. They were true, but they weren't, and that ate me alive. And what I realized, you know, going through the process with the attorney, and because you do have to give a negative situation some energy sometimes, um, but at the moment only. But it was when I would wake up in the middle of the night and like dwell on it. It's like, wait a second, stop, stop. After this lawsuit is done and over, those people are still going to be the same way. There's still going to be that type of person that is going to lie, steal, cheat, whatever it is, take advantage of others, and always bring the negative. That's just how they're going to be. So, but I'm not going to be that way. I'm going to be positive, and I'm going to try to be useful and try to make the world better in whatever small way I can. And that's what I wanted to focus on. Not people that were still going to be, I won't say the word, or words, but what is you know, the, I just made that face. Bees? I was going to say POSs. Oh. But, um... But again, that was my choice on, on how I gave my energy. And, and so when you're looking at something negative that's happening, like ask yourself that. How do I, who do I want to give my energy to? How do I want to spend it? Because it's precious. It's a precious commodity. Yeah, and how do I want to show up and add a value to the world? Mm -hmm. um, so there's a question I usually ask towards the end of oh, the wait, interview. Wait, I can't see. Um, Michelle. Michelle, you want me to tell you what she said? She said, yeah. I, like I feel like we peel through layers. Each layer is a lesson. How we react is what changes things. Absolutely. Oh, and how, not even react, Absolutely. how we respond. Mm -hmm. I feel like when we react, that is not coming from a place of consciousness, but responding. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, that, and that is perspective. And again, like it's so easy to react and, and have that knee jerk. You know, I, look, I do it too. But stopping that reaction and going, wait a second, wait a second. Um, it is, it's, it, it takes training. I mean, it's, but you've got to start somewhere. Look, everybody has to start somewhere. And I didn't always know the things I know. And I didn't always, you know, think the way I think, but I had a starting point. And, and anybody that's listening or watching, you can have a starting point too. You just have to, you just have to want it. And then, and then take that first step towards it and you can do it. Bray, I haven't seen you in forever. Um, so I have a question that I asked towards the end of the interview. Yeah. And it, it is usually, okay, so if you could go back to your childhood self. So I feel like everybody has an age. When you think of your child, childhood self, there's always an, a certain age that comes up for everyone. Mine is mm -hmm. nine. So if you could go back and maybe give some words of wisdom or some advice, not, hey, you should do this differently, but mm -hmm. some words of wisdom or advice that they could take through their life. Um, first of all, what age would you be in and what would you say? Oh, uh, you know, I... I think I would um, probably probably around around nine. That's my age. Well, that was right after my mom died. Mm. She in the summer. Yeah, I just turned eight. But um, and maybe maybe it was eight or nine. But like going through those those emotions, and I'm going to try not to get emotional right now. That's okay. Um, going through those emotions of like, you know, why did she leave? Why was I not enough? Mm. Mm -hmm. Sorry, I thought this might happen. Yeah, it's okay. I like it. Um, and, just, and just tell myself that, that I am, that I always was. 
and because that was kind of that was a hard thing to live with for a long time do you want to tell her right now you really want the tears to start flowing girl my I'm just, god i'm just saying we're here we're connected <laughs> tell her Speak. i've never cried that on is, a live thing before is your lucky you self. guys Oh, no, I can't do this. It's really going to get bad. See, look it. I'm going to smear my makeup. It's not waterproof. It's going to be a disaster. <laughs> and, of course, I'm using humor to deflect. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> but, but I know now um, that she didn't leave because I wasn't enough. I know that because I've spent hundreds of hours of, and thousands of dollars on therapy for that, that and other reasons um, to get in a good place emotionally, you know, with good emotional fitness where I am now. But when you're in that early age, it doesn't feel like that. And so learning, however you need to learn the lesson that you are enough, that you're worthy, that you've always been enough, um, you are, you've always been. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think we can all kind of connect with that right now. Damn it, it's okay. Cry. Listen, we're gonna, we're gonna get really good at crying. How many, <laughs> you've, have you seen me cry yet? I think you have. Did I cry? Uh-uh. Oh, good. Uh -uh. Surprisingly. I usually cry at least once a day. Um, so, yeah. Uh, do you guys have any more questions before we hop off? I would love. We would love to um, chat a little, a little more. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Since this is, you know, I feel like we didn't even, we didn't even talk about the book. Well, let's, let's chat. We actually have some time. This isn't as long as they normally This have. is, this is, if you're on Amazon, this is what you want to look for. Because, and also my name is pretty unique. You're not going to find another one. But um, anyway, yeah, that's the book. If people if we look up to don't feel they can cry, then we believe it's wrong. By the way, I cried on a TikTok live the other morning. Oh, well, I feel better now. Thank you for that. They all saw me. And I was there, and I was on the live, and it was morning med you know, me uh, the morning reflection. And I didn't think I was going to cry, and then I got on. And as soon as I opened my mouth, it was like... And I sat there for a minute. I was like, do I press the button and click it off? Because this wasn't the plan. And I was like, you know what? I think it's good for them to see me to cry too. You know? Um, it's true. I think so. Oh, sh the book is backwards. Oh. Well, it's called I, Unconventional. Well, okay. Yeah, but j just to give you like an idea for the cover that if you're it's on just, Amazon. I mean, her, her pretty, only her pretty face in black and white. Well, it's like this. Yeah. Um, so right now we're going to open it up for all you. For you guys, um, if you'd like to ask any more questions, um, anything, let's hear it. Jamie Garzo, J-A-M-I-E, not like me, mm -hmm. mine is Jaime, J-A-I-M-E, G-A-R-Z-O-T. And you can find me on TikTok, I'm Jamie the author. Jamie the author. Yeah, I'm trying to get to a thousand so I can go live, I don't have a thousand yet. So if you're out there, help me. Yeah, help. Let's help. Help us get her oh, to a thousand so we can do. That? So we can do. Oh my gosh, you're gonna make me cry again. God damn it. So we can do. A, a I'm a sensitive life. Sally, you guys. I come across like I'm not sometimes, but let me just tell you, this is all. This is all new. Oh, look, somebody gave a heart. So let's let's just open oh. it up a little here. So newly gay, you came out in December. Mm -hmm. How's that going? It's going amazing. It's. <laughs> Sorry, did I put you? No, it's going amazing. It's just been. Um, it's been fantastic, and part of it is just the, t the complete feeling of empowerment that I feel being me, and it is unlike anything. And so, you know, I haven't had, my family has been supportive. Um, my, former, my former partner, my former male partner has been incredible, and I've been able to retain a friend with him. And so I just, 
and I haven't had any negativity yet. I'm sure that will happen, but you know, I don't give two shits. Um, but I did it again. Mm-hmm. Um, That's fine. But you know, yeah, it's it feels really good. It feels really good to be me. Pee free queen, happy coming up. <laughs> so let me ask you this: How do you do? You see any like plans in the future about maybe a a second? What do they call it after a memoir? Is there a book that comes after it? No, because like you know, I, I think. I talk, where did I talk about Glennon Doyle? I talked about it in a TikTok. Not and then, here. And then Not here. T- you haven't yet. No, it was on the it was on the um, the Instagram live. But like you know, Glennon, who she has three memoirs. She did mm-hmm. Love Love, Love Warrior, Warrior was her first one, Untamed. I think she has a third one coming out. And so, and I think they're all different, you know, kind of topics. And and I would not have if you'd asked me if you'd asked me this question about a second book a few months ago. Um, I would have said, oh, hell no, I'm not going to write again because I don't see my, I'm not a writer. I'm an author, but I'm not a writer. And it's a, a little distinction, but um, I wouldn't have thought that I would have material. <laughs> took me 11 years in the cannabis industry to build up a book. I mean, come on. Um, however, this is, this is something that I didn't see coming that is potentially material for a second book. And I don't know when, I don't know where. It, I think it's too early on my journey to... Um, to start writing, but I'm, I'm, you know, it's up here and I'm documenting it on TikTok a little bit. And because I, I do think that, I do think there's something there. Yeah. Let's see, I'm excited to see how that unfolds. Yeah. Um, any more questions guys, before we get going? Um, cause you're hungry, oh. right? Do you want to go? I have till 5 Okay. Well, maybe they have more questions. They might. Let's, we'll chill. Cause want, we can, okay. we can edit this part out of the, um, we need to, oh, that's, thank you. Thank you for that. Oh, there I see it where you read yeah hmm? you said the the be, be free queen thank you thank you everyone for watching I, I'm just I, I appreciate it so much go and give Jamie a follow Jamie the author is there like underscores and shit mm-hmm. Jamie underscore the underscore author and if you guys are listening on the podcast um, I will make sure to uh, put everything in the description in the show notes mm-hmm. on where you can follow Jamie and Yay, I'll take everything. Yes. see when the book comes yes. out and all the things. You can do it. Give you all right. All can in, in three sentences or less. Leave them with with something. Never doubt your own power. Ever just know it, believe in it, and go out and get for yourself whatever it is you want. It's out there. It is for the taking. You just have to believe in yourself. And I, that's way more than three sentences. That's okay. Yeah. Okay. That's all. Be, mm-hmm. Yeah. Embrace your own power. All right. So we'll be back probably sometime soon, mm-hmm. maybe for her next book with Jamie Garzell. All right. That was Jamie Garzell. I am pumped for her book to come out on 420. Um, unconventional. That's what it's called. You can find it on Amazon. You can actually pre-order right now. And by the way, if you'd like to follow along with Jamie and just, you know, see what she's all about, I will put all of the ways that you can follow along with her in the show notes, in the description. So check it there. And if you found value in today's episode, please, like I said, go and leave us a review. This is how we reach more and more people. And so that was it. That was today's episode. And we will be back again very soon. I hope you have an amazing day.